You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. I have to say one of the things I love, there's many things I love about our listeners at Sexy Marriage Radio and mm-hmm. the people that email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. One of the things I love is they just share. They're just open about things. This is definitely the year of vulnerability, they're, they're isn't it? They're straightforward. And one of the ones that came in a while back was a couple that's regular listeners. And he prefers her to have tightly trimmed pubic hair. You know, just okay. that's what tightly trimmed as in like really low, I, like a fur haircut. That, yeah, that would be my guess. Like yes. your like like your head trimmed and trimmed to close. <laughs> okay, uh, that's interesting. Um, using using a one yeah, razor. There you go. Um, okay, and so he likes to have opportunities to do that too, right? Okay, and so to, to, to participate. Yeah, so th- this is what's okay. being shared. Okay. Well, they also work out together, and mm-hmm. so. They were on, they had just listened to one of our episodes in the archives back on the chase likes to be, you know, where we've talked about liking the chase and they were playing a game and halfway through it, he stopped and said, you know, something's really distracting me. And so after we get home, I would like to give you a trim, you know, he, he couldn't focus on the game. And so she took the opportunity to say, okay. How about we'll play a little hard to get if, you know, we'll, I'll add to the chase. So she like, upped the ante. Yeah. Because she's so. just by saying, okay, but I got a little more for you too, but you got to win the game. Right. And so by her changing the dialogue about the chase, it messed up his game. Oh, no. <laughs> because, he, the because he was all of a sudden. <laughs> Okay, so now all of a sudden he had to up his, you know, and, but he was distracted. And, and, and <laughs> Is this double log dare, triple log dare? <laughs> I guess so, but I love it because she ended the email saying, I ended up winning the game by three points. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for the racquetball victory and for the great show and the great podcast. And it's just, I love how people use our information in very creative ways, mm-hmm. but also really the way we intend it in the sense of let's talk about what's really going on in married life. Let's talk about right. what's really going on in the marriage bed, because there's not a lot of places that are doing it very well in the sense of talking about it. There's probably, there might not be a lot of places that aren't doing it very well, actually doing it too, but that's another show. It's still just seeing it as we want to offer up straightforward, real conversations that start here on air and then go into your home and -hmm. into your car and into your bedroom that do bring deeper, more lasting, more fantastic interactions and sex than I think Mm -hmm. would happen just by chance. Right. Deeper conversations, deeper bond. Right. Uh, And I think that it's very interesting too, Corey, how many times we get an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com 
where they're saying that they recently found us and that they are listening to episode after episode in their car, in their on their iPod as they're taking walks, and right. like they can't get enough. I think that this is very indicative of what a hunger there has been in society for a really long time about healthy information. Yes, about sex. I yes, mean, there, there's been a lot of information about sex out there, but you know when you're looking at stuff like Howard Stern, you you can't really apply that kind of sexual education to a, a real world marriage, right? Uh, especially if you have any spiritual values and and feel good about that. So I love what we're doing. I love that we have created all this dialogue yep. and that our inbox is flooded. There's no way that we can read everybody's email, but gosh, we, we really try. Well, read them on air. We read them all. Let's, I want to add that because I, we do read them all. So. Right, but, but, there, but there's no way that we can do a show on every, like we Correct. only record once a week. We could record Correct. five days a week and no, don't get that idea, people, because that is not going to happen. <laughs> we have day jobs. <laughs> But I mean, it, there, there's just so much fodder there coming from yes. so many different angles. And yes. it's, again, it just, I love how everybody else is contributing to the conversation as well. Yep. And so you know? this also comes straight from our inbox, the, the topic of today's show, because it, it, it's straightforward. I love being called to task. I've, I've said that several times and I want to honor that because it's true that it helps me be better and confront things as well. So here was it. I'm just going to read it. Corey keeps presenting this phrase as a solution for refusal, saying that a spouse needs to be sure that she or he is presenting something solid. But isn't the reverse true as well? That the refusing spouse is also presenting something solid. I don't think I've heard ever heard Corey address what to do when two solids collide. After all, it's a fundamental principle of physics, and two solids cannot occupy the same place at the same time. Yeah. What happens when one is solid on wanting sex and the other one is solid on not wanting sex? Well, welcome to married life. <laughs> because I was going to say, when, when, when two people are solid on not wanting it, there's not a problem. When two people are solid on wanting it, there's certainly not a problem. But when it's two different solids... You got a problem. Well, okay. If you're talking about, because that's where we can go a couple different ways on, on con because context is king here on how we hear things. Because isn't, isn't that amazing how you hear something and one person could hear it as, oh, okay. And the other hears the exact opposite yeah. of that, right? I mean, that's where in life group we had at our church the other day, one of the, one of the couples shared, he puts a note in his phone to, as an alarm an alert to remind him to text his wife mm -hmm. throughout the day. And it's so funny because she thinks she finds that endearing. Whereas another woman immediately says, you have to be reminded to do that. And it's Aww. a negative, you know, but it's just that whole, how we hear yeah, things and what it means is where, where we need to reside. Because mm -hmm. when I, when I hear the question of what happens when two solids collide to me, that welcome to being, closer to, if not already in, the area of the blessed few. Because now you've got two solid people living life trying to figure out that together. Okay, That's so you what see I this heard. as a positive. I heard it differently than what you're talking about. Interesting. On the, on the solid when of... When I think of collide, I think of like negative tension. Sure. But sure. yeah, I can see how it could, it could be looked at from the opposite angle. But this does need to be explored because this idea of... We I, I, and I guilty as charged of I do have a lot of times where I come after the high desire partner on what are you presenting and is it worth wanting? 
because you've got to get out of your own way <laughs> to, right. if you want to help enhance the likelihood of good sex to great, great sex happening or even just sex right. happening. A, a low desire partner is not going to get excited about mediocre or wimpy sex. Right, right. Yeah. Especially if that's all you're offering and that's all mm-hmm. you're capable of and that's what you settle for. Mm-hmm. So it's there. it has to be talked about because it's just not talked about enough of – Okay, how are you presenting something worth wanting and solid? But I love this email because it does point out the need for us to explore the other side of the equation. And is the low desire partner presenting something solid as well? Are they being solid in their low desire? What does that look like? How do you be solid in your low desire? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm going to go come at this from the opposite, is... If I'm a lot of a lot of low desires, probably just see it as yeah, I'm just not interested, and they just let it rest at that. Mm-hmm. So it's not solid. Okay. It's it's the opposite of that. It's it's flimsy, and it's it's the idea of yeah, I'm just not. I just don't want it. And but but they pawn it off as I do want it. I'll I'll keep working on it. That's the idea of yeah, I know this is a problem. I'll keep working on what's wrong. But they never go beyond that statement to try to figure out what really could be going wrong. So it's the giving lip service to your spouse. Right. Basically making promises that you have no intention of figuring Absolutely. out. Absolutely. That's the okay. that's I think so a lot fake of rain checks. That's a that's a lot of what happens. I think, and what I see in my office is it truly is lip service because Mm -hmm. the price to actually being solid is too risky. The price to being able to say, you know what? I don't want sex is too risky. Mm. Wow. Right? Yeah. I think there are a lot of people out there who they fit that category and they might admit that to a friend or a counselor, but they don't want to admit it to their spouse. And the reason is because they're afraid that their spouse would leave. Absolutely. Well, that's that's what you risk. That's the, that is the largest risk of all relationships right there is if I'm honest, I risk losing you. Right. But I think you have to add the addendum here that being honest means at this point in time, and that's where we've got to be able to be honest and hear it as that. You know what? I'm not interested in that right now. I don't know if that will always be the case. I don't know if and that's where now, if I have the two solids that meet, when two solids collide, now we start figuring out how to get through this gridlock because yeah. that's, that's the way marriage is designed to play out. So you're saying that they just need to be honest. That's where it all starts. Okay. And first it's honest with self. Right. And then it's honest with spouse. See, I think that part of the hesitation too is not just the fear that the spouse would leave. I think that there is a societal expectation that if you're a human being, you're supposed to want sex. And so for them to admit that they don't, it's like, what's wrong with me? What's different about me? I think everybody is afraid of being different or standing out. And, and, and we have people that email our show that they get depressed with listening to our show because they're like, man, what you guys propose is so lofty pie in the sky. Yeah. I can't, I can't even see the possibility, you know, and it's just, and I want to be honest and say, my goal is not to present. And we've had, we've had shows about this on is sex a natural desire. We, you know, you and I did a show on that. Right. Right. We, do we have to have it to survive? 
Well, as a species, yes. Yes. <laughs> but even today's medical technology, no, do <laughs> you actually don't. But do you have to? So it's just seeing it as I want people just to see it and examine and take the courageous step of looking at how it plays out in my life at this moment and in my marriage at this moment. Am I somebody that's not interested in sex for whatever reason it could be? And am I willing to go down those, that path to see what now happens? Because a lot of times, if I'm not interested in sex, it's not just because of the act. It's the mm -hmm. meaning attached to it. There's pain. Right. There's trauma. There's, it's what it represents. There's identity. There's value. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's the beauty and the struggle of married sex to me is after a, t after a while, you know, let, me, let me give you a hypothetical. So woman's dating marries is all gung-ho when it comes to sex because that's how she keeps a man mm -hmm. after married life takes over it's really hard to stay gung-ho and fake it yeah if you don't really enjoy it because you've already, already got the prize because you've already got not, him right right you're not feeling like you have to pay the price well, you already got it it's likely he picked up on that before she really have confronted it yeah <laughs> you know he picked <laughs> up on Hold on. I something's different. Right. This Bait is you know, and so now we're talking about what really is playing out in married life. And we're talking mm -hmm. about how do, how does my integrity want to confront what I'm being faced with? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole stuff of being solid. Being solid to me is not confidence, machismo, how do I present myself? Being solid to me is do I confront from the best in me what's in front of me? Do I deal with it? Do I head on? You know, do I ask the questions? Do I say the truth? Do I speak up? Whereas there's, there's major parts of me in my upbringing, just personal speaking, I'm a rabbit in the sense of when it, come, when it came to conflict, I would run. I would crack jokes. I would figure out ways to change and, mm. and diffuse things because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to confront didn't it. Like the tension. Yeah. Now it's how do I confront it? Because that makes yeah. me better. And when I do that, I force Pam to have to do the same or we have problems in our relationship that are, that are really big. Hmm. Okay, this reminds me of a story that somebody told at a recent Women at the Well that there's a thing in the animal kingdom of, I think it's lions, that, um, a, that one lion will kind of be a stakeout and it will roar to the pack of lions in another area. And that if the if the prey, the antelopes or gazelles or whatever are smart, they will run toward the roar instead of away from the roar because really they're just trying to ambush. Right. She's, yeah. yeah, they're setting them up. Yeah. And so running toward the roar, running toward the tension and the fear right. and the anxiety, that's exactly what I'd love to watch women do over that four-day span of right. time with women at the well workshops. Right. And sometimes I'll be honest, there are women here, you know, we usually have eight to 10 women and usually it's about half and half. Half of them have been acting out sexually or looking at porn or tempted to have an affair or whatever the other half are they've just shut down yeah. they just have very very little interest in sex and the majority of those women i would say over 50 percent of that 50 percent who have shut down they're there because their husbands basically gave them an ultimatum yeah. you work on our marriage and our sex life or we work on the divorce right and for the first time they're having to look at what does sex represent to me and why do i not want it why, why does my body just literally go either numb or they, they feel a wall going up or whatever. 
a woman needs to know these things because this is not just robbing her husband. She's robbing herself right. of sexual satisfaction and passion and connection and security, long-term security and health benefits and all the, all the great stuff that comes from sex. She's robbing herself. Right. And I think we have to say straight out, Shannon, just for the people that are listening to this and hear it as, okay, but that's, that's not, that doesn't happen in marriage or that, that shouldn't be there or how dare they be willing to risk a relationship just because sex isn't happening or, you know, you, cause you can have a kind of revolting side he, response to this. If you hear it right in the sense of God, how, ultimatums in marriage, no way they don't exist. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Everybody has their limits. Yep. Everybody has their limit. And I just think that what else sets marriage apart from any other relationship in the world? If it's not sex, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, you live under the same roof and you're raising the same kids and and you're managing money together. But really what sets it apart from any other relationship in the most profound way is the intimacy right. that you share. You're right. sharing parts of yourself, mind, body, heart, and soul with that mate that you don't share with other people. Right. But I still firmly believe that if you're not sharing those intimate parts of yourself with your spouse, the temptation to share that with somebody other than your spouse is so much greater. Okay. But I want to even go deeper. Because my hunch would be the low desire partner who we're calling to task a little bit on their own solidness, they're Mm -hmm. not sharing that with themselves either. They're not even confronting it in themselves. They're just running. They're just avoiding. They're just covering up. So this goes back to something that I remember you have said a couple of times that when you worked with a couple that she was honest and said, it's not that I don't like sex. It's that I don't like sex with you. Oh, I've had that in my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I've had Pam say that to me. Yep. Yeah. So for, for a woman or a man, for the low desire partner, lower desire partner to say, it's not that I don't want something deeper, richer. I, I just, there's identifying what is it in that relational dynamic or in that spouse, that partner of yours that is repelling you or repulsing you or or making you resentful or, or I mean, for some, you're shutting down for a psychological reason. People, I I just think that people don't have a tendency to shut down sexually and emotionally in a marriage for no reason. Right. There's always a reason. And maybe the reason is within their marriage and maybe the reason is way back in their childhood. Good point. Maybe the reason is in the periphery. It's not directly about their marriage, but it's certainly going to impact their marriage if they don't recognize what it is that's sucking them with that gravitational pull, like a moth to a flame type of thing. But there's always a psychological reason to it. Yeah. That's the fascinating part of the work that you and I do is helping people discover those psychological reasons of what is really happening here. Yeah. And most people are way too close to those trees to recognize that forest. Yeah. They're just staring at bark. They have no idea the layout of the land. Yeah. It's just seeing everything through a different lens is what I want to offer up. That's, that's to me, the path to solidness. That's the me, that's to me, the path to creating a completely different relationship with myself that it's new parts of me that are born because I take the courage to ask the questions, to seek the answers, even though I'm scared to death and have no idea where that answer could lie. Just to say, why do I react that way? What is it about that? Because that's the difference. We, we made the comment of ultimatums do happen in marriage. But ultimatums, to me, and I think you agree with this because of the conversations and relationship we've had over the years on the on air, is ultimatums, the person you hold hostage is self, not the other person. 
with an right, ultimatum. Right, because then you got to follow up. Right. And so it's, it's yeah. not coming at it as we're going to be having sex or we're going to be getting divorced. It's, it's, it's a better stated in my mind of we've not been having sex. This has been an issue. We've been skirting around it. We've been trying to figure out all these different ways to avoid it or confront it or deal with it. I'm just letting you know I want to be in a sexual relationship. I don't mm-hmm. know how long I'm willing to wait for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm just putting it out there. Now I've changed the dynamic between right. you. Because the times where we make bo- huge leap of faith, critical mass moments, those are not real loud, demonstrative moments. We're not in the heated of arguments. We're in a really firm, calm, solid statement. That's right. where solid comes from. That's where right. it's not that I'm presenting and I got it all together. It's that I'm putting myself and I'm vulnerable out there. And my vulnerability is actually incredibly solid. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the best definition of solid isn't stubborn of I'm going to stand my ground. The best definition of solid is I'm being authentic yep. right now. Yep. I'm telling you what is really going on between my two ears, between my two legs are not going on. Yep. And, and I'm telling you what I want and I'm inviting you to participate in that with me. And if you can't, then we've got to have other conversations. Right. Right. And that's the idea of the, the, the high desire partner in this example we're talking about. If they were to go to their low desire spouse and say, we need to deal with some stuff. I don't know how long I'm willing to wait around. And I'm also stating full on, I'm willing to be the bad guy here. If that means I've got to call it and end the relationship. Because I'm not going to go against my integrity and do something outside of out, out, extramarital. I'm not going to go against some values. And, but I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm just stating this is what I want. This is what I believe. This is who I am. Yeah. See, the interesting thing in the 20 years that I've been doing this is that people always assume that they would never do that, that they would never go outside the marriage. Right. But if they're if they fail to be authentic with their partner and they fail to ask for what they need, they're going to surprise themselves with with what they wind up being capable of. Right. Because I don't know of anybody who ever plots and schemes. I'm going to find an affair partner and I'm going to go out and have an affair. But they're denying this this really deep part of who they are. And they're feeling starved to death, literally. And then they see an opportunity to have that need met and to have that fed a little bit. And it's it's just so alluring that it's they find it so irresistible. Right. And so to to acknowledge that I have this need and I we have to learn how to have this met in this marriage relationship because I am only human. I think that is that is the the recognition that everybody has to make is I am only human, my spouse is only human, we are a very human couple and that we are not exempt. Right. No one is ex- I have right. never met an exempt human being. I have never met an exempt couple from infidelity yeah. or divorce yeah. if they don't work on their sexual issues. Yeah. And so to bring it back to the way we started with the low desire partner, how are they how can they increase their solidness? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is I don't know is not an answer. It's good. <laughs> right? On the well, yeah. why don't you want I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it, it, okay, let me let me, let me let me add a caveat to it. Maybe it's an answer in the moment, but if you follow it up and use that answer several days, weeks, months, years later, that's not an answer. 
Mm-hmm. Or about- actually, it is an answer, and it's really stating, you know what? It's not important enough to me. If you need to go do something different, go ahead. Well, I, I'm actually saddened to hear how many spouses have said that to their partner. Yeah. Of, look, I, if you need to go find a prostitute, if you need to go find an affair partner, if you need to masturbate, if you need to look at porn, whatever you need, just don't let it involve me. Right. Don't expect it to involve right. me. I think that that is definitely much more about the low desire partner. Yep than it is about the higher desire partner. The yep. higher desire partner is only feeling the feelings that we're wired to have yep. as human beings. It's the resistance of the lower desire partner that has to be examined. And right. and I've said this before on a show, and, and I think that it ruffles some feathers sometimes, and I have to remember what my publisher says, that if what you say doesn't ruffle some feathers, it wasn't worth saying. But I, I really do think that for the person who expects my spouse should stay married to me, even though I'm not willing to, to play the game. I'm not willing to, to be an available sex partner. I'm right. not willing to have intimacy. I'm not willing to go deep with them. I'm not willing to be that partner in that process. How is that a marriage? Right. That's just a roommate situation. Well, that's the whole, uh, and now, well, that's the myth we fight of, you know, for better or for worse. And the unspoken is, there will be as little as worse as possible because I'm working on it. And then once we're married, we flip it and say, you said for better or for worse. So this is the worst. And I'm not responsible for my worst rather than, yeah, you are. That's the whole point of if you're not still growing in marriage and growing in life, you're dying. Right. I think that if a person could look at marriage not as the opportunity to exhale, let yourself go, and not try anymore, why did you bother getting married if it was just gonna if it was gonna take you backwards? Marriage is the place where you strive to be your best for your partner, where you let them stretch you out of your comfort zone, where you face your insecurities and anxieties and your triggers, and you try to blossom. Isn't, isn't marriage the place where that's far more likely to happen than as a single person? Well, so it, why not take advantage of that relationship and, right. and let it serve right. as the crucible that it's supposed to be? Right. And that, cause that's the playing field of what it is. That's, that's what it demands of us. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, that's what it demands of you. I think all relationships are that way. Right. It just, it, it, it calls something to us and out of us. And, too often we take the easy way and the easy reaction of, well, it's their fault. Rather than, what is this revealing in me? What is this about me that, you know what, I actually will be better off if I will confront this. And if I will deal with this, uh, who knows where this will take me? It'll, it'll right. awaken me to ways I hadn't even thought of, hadn't even dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah, this actually reminds me of a conversation that I had with clients recently where oral sex had been an area of tension for a long, long time. And um, he had just learned not to expect it. Well, she had been to one of my workshops and I felt as if she was up to the challenge. Right. And so I gave her the challenge and he got really anxious. Like, if this goes south, I'm blaming you, Shannon Etheridge. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I think she's capable. And, and I asked her, I was like, how do you feel about this challenge that I've given you um, to perform oral sex sometime within the next two weeks with your husband? And she was just like, I think I can do that. I think that sometimes spouses lower the bar and don't expect more from their partner 
And I think that people have a tendency to only live up to the bar as high as it's been set by other people. I I, I just want to challenge the higher desire people that it's okay to raise the bar. If you need your spouse to be more engaged or more attentive or, or more interested and motivated or whatever, it's okay okay to want that. And sometimes they really are up to the challenge. So don't accept mediocre and send them the signal that you're okay with that low of a bar. Yep. But at the same time, that's where you have to examine your own bar on yeah. am I living up to my standards in all the other areas of my life? Because likelihood is the way married life and the sophistication of it plays out, I'll, I'll be all upset about something while doing something that would be upsetting. You lost me there. Well, it's just the idea of, okay, I, I want more sex. Right. We, we need we I want more involvement. I want you to be more engaged. I want I want you to play a role and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm totally neglecting her throughout the day. I'm totally not involved. I'm totally not engaged in something else or I'm totally not a man of my word. And I say right. I'll do something. And I constantly forget because I'm a man of my best intentions, but I never follow through. And it's all of that not kind of work. stuff. Yeah, it's all that kind of stuff that I mean, I teach this to my kids of you live who you are. You don't say who you are, mm. right? That's yeah. the idea. Of, I'm teaching this to Sydney because she's now a middle schooler and boys are entering the, entering the spheres. And I tell her all the time, you watch what a boy does, not what he says. That tells mm. you who he is. That's so if he's good. an idiot with his friends, he's an idiot. <laughs> If he acts all smart and tries to play off not, but he's an idiot with his friend, he's an idiot. You know, and if and it's he's just, telling you, I respect you, I respect you, but he's trying to get you behind the school building, he's right. yeah. Or he's doing he's that with other respectful. girls too. You know, it's just it's that whole concept of how we live shares who we are. Mm-hmm. In married life, the sophistication of it, that's where it plays out. Yeah. That's where we see it. And so we cannot fool our spouse. And so I just want to try to, with this whole show, the idea of solidness is, do I take the courageous step to examine self, to confront, yep, to confront it and take responsibility for it? Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole idea of, I may not be to blame for what happens in my life, but I am responsible for what happens in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I huge completely difference. agree. Yeah. Take ownership for your feelings. If your feelings aren't lining up with where your spouse needs those feelings to be in order for intimacy to be happening in a healthy, vibrant marriage relationship, talk to a counselor. Yeah. Come to a workshop. Sign up for a husband mastermind group. Do something. Don't yep. just flounder. Right. There's help available. Right. That's that idea. Come of, to the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. Yes. If we've got issues that have been just festering and we keep saying, yeah, well... One of these days, one of these days, we've talked about counseling. We've talked about help. We've talked. Do it. Make it today. Do before it. Before the sun goes yep. down. Don't keep straddling the fence because that just hurts. Get yep. on one Send side or the other. <laughs> Go on the website. Do what you got to do to reach out for some help. Some all coaching, right. some counseling will make all the difference. Well, well this has been cool. Has it? Okay. Yeah. I've, I mean, the, yeah. whole, the whole goal for me, solidness, isn't about... What am I portraying in the sense of confidence and arrogance and what, what you usually would think of? To me, solidness is just real. It's authentic. It's vulnerable. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the whole, I don't know the answer to that question, 
but I'll go find it. Or I don't know the answer to that question, and I don't really care. (laughs) And are you? You have to be okay with that. So I'll let it go, (laughs) right? And so it's just it's being upfront, it's being honest. Yeah. See, I always know when it's been a good show when my blood pressure has gotten up a little bit, and I feel the need to go smoke a cigarette afterwards, even though I don't smoke. That's when I know it's been a good show. Smoke them if you got them. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll we see love you, you for time. listening. <laughs>